0: You're so cool. Like, that haircut really suits you.
1: Thank you. I've had the same comment from many people, and it's very it's nice. Like, you're
0: looking really, like, good. Like, not that you don't usually look good, but it just it's really suits you. It is
1: quite intense, so to have uh, literally every single person who knows you be like, this is much better in a way that makes it clear that they thought that before it was not. No,
0: no, 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 no. Okay. Don't, don't read through <laughs> the lines, George. Don't read through the lines. You've always, I always loved your hair. You know I love your hair. But this one actually changes who how you look. It's just a really good haircut. Thank you. Don't right. go. Ah, oh, before I was so ugly, and people are clearly telling me that no. I've had. I've had. It's I've a had, very good haircut. I've had
1: people I don't know come up to me and tell me it's a good haircut.
0: Yeah, what, is it a new barber or no, something? No, it's the
1: same barber.
0: So what did you ask? Different. Well, I asked for short hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you did! And he gave you the best haircut you've ever had. I said, I
1: said four on the sides and then just just enough on top to mess it up.
0: No, but I, I don't know. Thanks. I take a picture, make him do it again. I will. It's good. Thank you. Yeah, so you were not ugly before. Good. Have a good haircut. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much, George. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just made a podcast. Culture Bucket, Georgia.
1: Hey everyone, hi and welcome back to Culture Bucket, the the universe's greatest podcast. This is the 77th episode um, coming at you uh, hot and live. We're doing our top five Natalie Portman movies in honour of her uh, starring role, her return to the MCU in um, Thor Love and Thunder, in which she is playing uh, for the first time the mighty Thor, which is very exciting um so yeah we're going to celebrate that career by talking about some of the good films she's been in and um not so much some of the less good films she's been in of which there were definitely some a varied filmography for sure
0: very varied
1: yeah uh that voice you just heard there is the return of uh your other host alex and i'm george obviously
0: of course yeah hi alex hi george hi everyone how have you been, George? I've it's been a very long time.
1: It has been a very long time. I am fantastic. Thank you. Very, very good.
0: Good. Yes.
1: What have you been up to in the three weeks that we've not spoken?
0: Oh, well, I finished school. I did a, a very intense summer camp for my little kids. Which was fun. And as a present, they gave me COVID. So um I then spent a week in bed. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I was, uh, I don't know. I I think I prefer having the vaccination than having the actual COVID. Because um, uh, at one point, it's like, I don't want to do another vaccination. Because now, now in Italy, we're talking about number four. Oh,
1: and, really?
0: Um, yeah, we're already talking about number four. And uh, I was just like, I don't want number four. And uh, no, I'd rather have number four than uh, COVID. It's not fun.
1: Um, no, it's horrible. I'm glad I've only had yeah. it once cuz it it yeah. was awful.
0: Um, yeah, but I've been so good. In fact, when I texted you, it was like I've got COVID. You're like, "How <laughs> are you?" <laughs> I've been so careful, but uh, there's like 35 degrees here and lots of children.
1: Yeah, there's there's a it's quite I I've known quite a lot of people get it over the past couple of weeks in the UK, yeah. so it's definitely sort of Yeah.
0: Also it didn't help that we went on a on a field trip and a, to a very bendy road and I um uh, a kid used my hands uh, to as a bucket to vomit oh, so I, guess really yeah. <laughs> I guess that didn't really help I guess that didn't really help
1: that's awful that's definitely yeah. how you caught Covid
0: <laughs> probably but I've never like I've, I've been teaching for a very long time and that has never happened to me so you know at first
1: yeah it's never happened to me and it never will
0: No, (laughs) you don't work with little ones
1: yeah but whatever was not whatever was underneath your hands was more appropriate to have vomit on it than your hands
0: oh I guess but it was so quick the girl looked at me and said I've got a tummy ache so I said turn around so you nothing happens and then she said what I'm going to I think I'm going to vomit and I had bags um, but you know usually you have like at least the 30 seconds between the word I'm gonna vomit and the vomit not always no, not always <laughs> well that was not the case it was like I'm going to vomit <laughs> uh. Uh, I think I think my thought process was I'd rather have it in my hands and go and wash my hands than having to wash this coach out
1: it was surely it got on the coach as well. What did you do? No,
0: it? no, no. Perfect. Then we got a bag. We put it in the bag and then put we put your hands stopped. in the bag? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we stopped and then I washed my hands and yeah. And then I got COVID, so. go well, the fun times. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't talk about these things. No, don't, don't. <laughs> we should put a warning. Don't, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't, don't cut that out. That stays
0: bodily function warning yeah. if you don't like the word vomit then uh, oh. skip <laughs> yes but yeah it's been exciting but now it's summertime, and and uh, yeah time for some relaxing
1: yes please
0: and I'm going to see you in a month so I'm very excited yes please Yeah. First... after two years
1: yeah first time since we started doing this
0: Yes, we have not seen each other in person.
1: That's in, that's that's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good.
0: Mm. Good. good yes. summer. Sorry. You're welcome. With the, with the covid also comes the dry throat.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, right. Well, today we're going to talk about some of the culture that we've done in the in the time that we've been apart, and yep. we're going to, then we're gonna maybe have a bit of my tube. Yeah. And then we're going to discuss why we're not really going to talk about homework today, because <laughs> uh, we've both been naughty. Yeah. Not, no, no individual blame, and then we're going to discuss some of our favorite Natalie Portman performances. What a, yeah. what a wonderful afternoon it will be.
0: Oh, wonderful. Wunderbar.
1: Wunderbar. Um,
0: so I'm starting this week, yes, yeah?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Good. Let's do it. Culture catch-up, go. Tell me, what book about how bad men are have you read?
0: Huh? Sorry?
1: What book about how terrible men are have you read this
0: week? <laughs> is, that, is this a pattern? Is it
1: about <laughs> incels or doctors? <laughs> or, and I'm being silly. I'm 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 glad that you read those books because they're important.
0: Yeah, you should read them too.
1: Uh, I've read some of Men Who Hate Women. Yeah, it's a good book, but I keep it is um, I keep falling asleep when I'm reading it, which is not well, I just, unique to that book.
0: No, it's no, I it's have. just the tiredness and the fact that that book there's so much information. And in a way, you don't want to read it because. This world is crazy. Yeah,
1: and in the light of events in America recently, everyone on the planet should read that Unwell Women book that you read because...
0: Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, uh, Just because I think it's just a woman's choice, nobody else's. And that's my statement. <laughs> no, Nobody else. Apart, it should be the choice of the person that is carrying the baby. Absolutely. And uh, we're going back to a place where women are slowly getting their rights taken away and their rights to make choices about their bodies, which is ridiculous because there's no law that, that decides on a man's body in the way our like abortion.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's nothing
1: bad. And so bad I reckon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, read and well women. Um inform yourself. Don't be a bigot. Abortion is not something that women do. With light, in with a light, in a light-hearted way. So, let's stop this.
1: Anyway, have you watched any good any, any good? good cartoons recently?
0: I have not. Uh, am I supposed to watch any interesting cartoons? No, it was just it was
1: just meant to be a uh, light-hearted. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Because we were talking to be twi- very serious, and then I was. it doesn't matter
0: yeah. It's fine. Uh, well, I watched. So um, so I've I've been quite sick, and so I um have watched. Uh season one, two, four chapter six of Stranger Things. Yes. So, <laughs> so into in my COVID stupor, I managed to watch like nearly all four seasons of Stranger Things. I was trying to watch um And I I was trying to watch them until the uh, seventh episode before the 1st of July. So I wouldn't get anything spoiled, but they're getting longer and longer and I'm getting better. So it doesn't like watching five episodes at a time does not, it's not really, I think that should do anymore. I haven't got COVID anymore. Uh, But um, it's a great show. Yes, it is. Amazing. I can't, I, I can't believe I haven't watched it before. Like it's definitely my kind of show. It's got, uh, you know, kids, <laughs> drama, <laughs> slice of life, a little bit of scary, but not too much. Yeah. Um, it's getting scarier, though. Like, the, the, the older the kids are getting, gorier. Maybe uh, the word is gorier. There's some
1: stuff at the end of season four that has um, made me cry in how horrifying and upsetting it was. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, because in season four, what, four? Four. Keep going In season four How the new kind of demon guy Is uh, Vecna Vecna is killing the people Mm. Is really horrifying Yes You know Before it was just you know, poor Will in, in trapped somewhere. But now it's just like actual like body horror. Yeah, there's there's eyeballs crazy. exploding.
1: There's limbs cracking. It's it's
0: yeah
1: um, disturbing stuff. And I've and, and yeah even even then I've still had conversations with like eleven and twelve year olds about how much they love it. It's wild.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I can't believe my kids, which are primary school kids, love it so much. <laughs> I texted you saying if I watched this in primary school, I would have pooped <laughs> my pants. <laughs>
1: done a bigger poop in your pants
0: I <laughs> want a bigger poop in my pants <laughs> the biggest poop in my pants
1: so you're Italian you're allowed to you're allowed to do it.
0: I'm allowed to do the accent <laughs> yeah um, but it's great and we're gonna, we're gonna, we've decided we're gonna do a special on it. So I'm not gonna uh, be too like talk too much about it. But finding those four, five child actors, and having Winona Ryder and um who plays Hopper,
1: David Harbour, Mister, L- yeah. Mister Lily Allen,
0: yeah, Mister Lily Allen, and finding these like people and starting this amazing journey and having. And, and and seeing the kids grow so much, especially in you know, a week's you know, I watched this, you know, two weeks and seeing the kids from being tiny to like being teenagers and having so much success is just such a great show, I think. It's so well done. There's only one episode which I didn't think was rubbish until um now <laughs> but we'll talk about it later we
1: will so we're going to do so we're going to do over the summer by the way everyone we're going to do fortnightly episodes rather than weekly because times are pretty busy so in two weeks you can rejoin us for our um, retrospective of parts one to three of Stranger Things and then two weeks after that we will give you our review of uh, Stranger Things th- 4 but just for a little taste very quickly
0: best character oh uh Steve Harrington. Okay,
1: worst character.
0: Oh. Mm, oh. Of, like, recurring in all seasons?
1: Yeah, from, like, like, starting with 11 and going down to as regular as Lucas's sister.
0: Oh. I don't know. I really love everyone. Interesting. Like, I really didn't like Billy because uh, he was creepy I don't like the new jock guy that wants to kill everybody in the name of God yeah he's, but he's meant.
1: To, you're meant to hate him he's awful
0: but like who I don't like I, don't, I, I can't say interesting wow because I, I think I think all the characters have their ups and downs and they have moments where you know, don't really agree with them and moments that they're really cool but, you know, if I had to go with my favourite character, which I didn't think was going to be my favourite character, but now he has become a favourite character, is the babysitter, Steve Harrington. Steve Harrington.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, How about you? Uh, Steve Harrington's my favourite character. Mike Wheeler is the worst.
0: <laughs> why? I don't know why you hate he Mike Wheeler so sucks. much. He
1: just sucks. I hate him. He's, he's terrible. Um,
0: oh, I think he's so cute. Or that
1: blonde girl that bullies 11 in, at the start of uh, season four.
0: Oh, I hate... <laughs> that
1: girl yeah, like I
0: would I would have I would have done what 11 has yeah, done yeah
1: definitely when, when, she, when she was being told off it was like no absolutely do that definitely yeah good, good thing good decision by her well done um all right well let's not talk anymore yeah. about Stranger Things so what's so, next
0: um, yeah so uh, I've watched many Stranger Things but I detached myself to Str- for, uh, from Stranger Things I watched some Natalie Portman films which we're going to talk about uh, after, uh, maybe. Uh, but I finally watched uh, the uh, 2021 20, film uh, with um, Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, Jamie Dornan, uh, uh, Damon Waynes Jr, etc, etc. Uh, Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar. Auburn Star. Um what did, what so, did you think uh, of this film? <laughs> so it's a film about two girls who are who are very vanilla two women. Women?
1: Yeah, they are women. Well done. Yes.
0: Two like yeah, so two women that are um kind of very like cautious and they have like they they live their life together and stuff. Um, that uh, go uh, on... Uh, they get fired and they go on impromptu holiday to this place called uh, Vista del Mar. And here uh, they meet um, uh, Jamie Dornan, uh, who is not who they think he is. And uh, there is a plot that... Uh, and he, there's a plot of, like, killing people in this island because of something that happened many years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a ridiculous film. Yes. Um, and the the I enjoyed watching it. It was fun. It I think it should have been more ridiculous. I feel like sometimes, uh, and I I I I've said that this before with like English comedy and American comedy. I feel sometimes American comedy just sticks on with the slapstick a little bit too much and with the obvious funny joke and whilst English comedy sometimes is a little bit more intelligent and I wish it had been like more if you're gonna go ridiculous in this way, just be extremely ridiculous. You know, from the beginning. Really, really, really stupid. But I felt like he was trying to be like I, I feel he could have done more. It it was an enjoyable time. is you know not very, you know, and, and I love Kirsten Week and uh, Jamie Dornan is quite funny in here He's take, he takes the piss out of himself yeah. and, uh, so it's an enjoyable film to watch but I, I think it could have could have been more ridiculous it should have been more ridiculous
1: interesting but do you not run the risk of if you go more ridiculous do you not run the risk of turning into like scary movie or something like that
0: no because I, I, I was thinking about films like um, Austin Powers okay yeah and that's really stupid like that's just but it's fun. At yeah. least the first one is really fun. Yeah. And but it's just really stupid and the costumes are ridiculous and uh the the comedy is really silly. And I think I think it should have been uh, because there's there's a villain uh, played played also by Kristen Wiig. So Kristen Wiig plays one of the women that goes to Pysilmar and the villain. I guess I feel like it could have been a little bit more silly, at, like kind of an a uh, 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 an homage to Austin Powers. Mm. At least the first one, because then they just get rubbish. But, um, so, yeah, but it was, it was fun. There was fun, fun times. There was some good, uh, dirty jokes and, uh, that's what they like in America. And, uh, yeah, but it, it was good. It was enjoyable. Did you, did you like it?
1: Yeah, I, I, I did probably broadly similar to you, but didn't, I didn't think about it as hard as to why, but I definitely thought it was very, very funny and silly but not not timeless, I guess you'd say. Like on like yeah. an Austin Powers movie, it's very funny yeah. to watch, but it hasn't stuck with me a lot. I think I watched. I think mm. I watched it when I had COVID. Actually, weirdly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something that you need. Just colorful. Yeah. Cause it's really colorful as well. Yeah. Um, but I have. But yeah, when mm.
1: you mentioned it, then I had like warm feelings towards it. Like I'd, I'd probably happily sit down and watch it again. But I just mm. I would never think to if that makes
0: sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, then I just have a couple of albums, a uh, recommendations which I I've been meaning to text you for uh, for a couple of weeks now, and I feel like you might enjoy them both. Okay. Um. Uh, the the one that I think you in will enjoy more is uh this album by Kate Le Bon. Yep. Called Pompeii. Yep. Listen to it. Oh what do you it's think amazing oh i every like the first time I listened to it, I thought of you, and I was like, even the beginning it's just so it's such a it's such a interesting album, and it, it it's kind of timeless uh it's got this really interesting music and vocals that that don't really belong anywhere unless but they they've said they're kind of like inspired by David Bowie in the seventies, but also I feel like they're also very inspired by now and i i i love this album yeah. it's so good she's like
1: a natural evolution of people like kate bush and fiona apple and yeah like art, yeah. art rock pop sort of people she's great she's really yeah. good and she's welsh up the welsh
0: yeah yeah you love the welsh yeah. and uh what's your favorite song
1: oh good lord let me have a look i think the opening song no there's a song called French boys that I like a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. yeah. French boys. Yeah. And uh it it's a really really good album and I knew you were going to like it cuz it's uh it's great and I I've listened to it to on a loop uh for for a couple of weeks cuz it was I, after after Kendrick Lamar's album it was really hard to find something that I could really get into. Yeah, <laughs> Everything fair. seemed really bland, and then I found these couple of these two albums which I fell in love with. Um, I really like Pompeii in this song. I really um, it's so random that you would choose Pompeii, but there's so many like uh, things that she chose Pompeii for, uh, destruction and. Um,
1: Anyone who picks topics for their songs that aren't just love or. Sadness I'm in yeah. into, do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: Like Good. picking odd things like Pompeii
0: or Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: and i really I really like that song. And uh yeah, great great album. And the other album is by uh uh an English artist at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh I hope I say her name correctly. Uh let me see if I can find uh, Nil uh, Nilufer Yanya. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know her? Yes, I do, yeah. Ah, uh, the, uh, the new release, uh, her new release, Painless. Painless. Have you heard it?
1: I've heard it a couple of times. My brother is a massive fan of yeah. Uh, oh. He's been to see her live and stuff, so I've heard her oh. album a couple of times. I do like, I like it. It's good. It's very sort of, um, there was a very funny thing where... Uh, well, it wasn't funny, it's, almost, it's actually offensive in some ways, but Pitchfork, you know, Pitchfork, our friends,
0: yeah.
1: reviewed the album. Friends.
0: <laughs> Hi, friends, Pitchfork friends. <laughs> so she
1: did, so Nilfiany did an interview where she's like, people always um, categorise my music as R&B, but it's mm. not. It's just, well, pretty much because of the colour of her skin, really, that people would, yeah. would do that. And then Pitchfork put up the review of that Painless album with the tag being that it was an R&B album. <laughs> she's just God. like, that's not, she's doing like alt, she's doing almost Radiohead-esque alt rock yeah, stuff. She's very, exactly. very good.
0: She is, yeah, totally oh. Painless is amazing. It's an amazing album and it's so eclectic. It It's just so different. Every song is different and it's kind of like a really good 80s, 90s kind of, Mix and I love her voice and it's a great album and I really, uh, I, I was really also this was another album that I just listened to it constantly uh for a couple of weeks and um I I I thought about you because I think you might enjoy her as well. Yeah,
1: I should give her more of a go. Sometimes I don't listen to things because my brother likes them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> petty much. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> I he's the petty. Let's not get into it. Um <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, no, it's she's uh really, really good and very different from Kate LeBon, But I, I, I'm enjoying listening to this uh, female artists yeah. and uh, yeah, um, that's it. That's it for my uh, culture catch up for this week.
1: I like it. What about you? Well, speak speaking of female musicians, have you heard mm. the new single from Reena? What have I got her name? Reena C-W-E-M-A?
0: Yes, uh, Rina Sawayama. Rina
1: Sawayama, sorry, that's what I was going to. Uh, yeah.
0: This hell. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you think of that song?
0: Insane. Her music is insane. Yeah.
1: Have you seen the video of her performing it on Jimmy Fallon?
0: No, I haven't. Okay, actually. we might
1: need to watch that for my tube because I've watched it like. Okay. I've wa- I've watched it like twenty times, and I can't work out why I keep watching it.
0: I'm kind of obsessed by her. Yeah. Like she's a really interesting character. I remember watching her video of the first time our friend Maria showed us. We watched it together. I think it was two years ago. Two years ago.
1: <laughs> well done.
0: We watched it the last time we saw each other, two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> two years ago, um, in my flat in Bristol. Yep. About this, uh, this kind of uh, guy, this fetishizer's... Uh, Asian girls, especially Japanese girls, yeah. and that video is incredible. Yeah, he's e- he's yeah. eating
1: stuff with chopsticks by like stabbing it through with the chopstick and yeah, stuff like
0: Yeah, he reminds me of certain people that we we have met in Japan. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, <laughs> but no, that that, yeah. that that we'll have to watch that in a bit because it's um I'm obsessed with it. I don't know why. So, and and other than that, um, uh, over the past month or so since we last recorded, I've been to. Um, an an unacceptable number of live concerts.
0: <laughs> Why unacceptable? Well, because
1: it's lots of stuff that I booked pre COVID, and they weren't necessarily all at the same time. And then they all got rearranged to all basically be in the same like two week span. Mm. So, the Killers. Yeah. Old Trafford, <coughs> in Manchester, fantastic show. One of the best, the sh- one of the biggest video screens I've ever seen at a gig. The only bigger video screen I've ever seen was at Metallica. Um, so, yeah, The Killers were great. Uh, what was after that? Nine Inch Nails in a small venue in Manchester called The Apollo. Small for Nine Inch Nails. Amazing. Then mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, which we discussed yes. a few months ago. Uh, incredible. They didn't play The Heavy Wing, which we talked about as being your favourite song off the new album, which was disappointing because they did play it uh, in London when they played there the the, the following weekend. But never mind. Um but it just just seeing um John Farnham on stage was uh, one, oh, one of the must
0: have been incredible yeah
1: it was it was pretty amazing i was yeah it was astonishing then after that the green day Weezer and fall out boy tour at, yeah. at the worst music venue i've ever been to the john smith stadium in huddersfield uh mm. but the bands were very good and then after that ramstein Ooh. in coventry maybe the best live gig i've ever seen in my entire life wow. i will put some photos of that up on instagram along with some of the red hot chili pepper ones because we talked about them uh but yeah, Ram- yeah Ramstein were just the best thing i've ever seen and then last week finally finished with uh foals um and should have been Foles, supported by everything everything a band from Manchester I like who then when covid happened it was all changed it was going to be fall supported by wet leg which I was incredibly excited about hmm. and then somebody in wet leg got covid so they couldn't play so then it was fall supported by yard act who are a um, pretty good new indie band from Leeds who were very fun and it was good to see them and they were quite funny they said they said the lead singer said sorry if you came <laughs> Sorry if you came here expecting wet leg and got this instead. I'm, I'm afraid we don't have any songs about posh furniture. And that was quite good. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> um, Interesting.
1: But yeah, and amongst that, I've seen lots of films because it's been like a month, so I've seen all the films that have come out in the past month. I'm going to go. I'm going talk about four of them in a, a small amount of detail and then the remaining amount, I'm just going to very quickly say whether they're good or bad uh, and, then we, okay. and then we can move past all of them. Dashcam. Okay. Straight to pretty much straight to streaming this one. Uh, you can like rent it on Amazon Video. It's the follow-up film from director Rob Savage. who made the COVID-based horror movie Host, um mm. about a séance a digital séance done over Zoom that goes wrong. That movie is great. Dashcam his follow-up is extremely controversial uh, because it follows a um, a lady called what's her name? So it's a fan footage movie. And he likes that, doesn't he? He, he. does. Found footage movie, and it stars Annie Hardy, who is a real life musician who, in real life, does a live from her car music show.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, where she films herself using, I think it's Periscope is the app, this like live streaming app you can use, where she puts mm-hmm. on a dashboard and then she drives around and films herself improvising songs, uh to words that people suggest through the chat if that makes sense so they've taken that real thing that she does and turned it into a horror movie where she um goes and gets involved in a whole load of nonsense with like a cult and things like that over the course of an evening the controversial part is that the real life person annie hardy has some quite extreme and to me and to a lot of people and to you as well probably unpleasant views regarding covid vaccines and Masks not being worn, et cetera, et cetera. And she's, by all accounts, not a very great person. And the director, Rob Savage, has said that he wanted to make a horror film where the main character was an asshole. So he took this already...
0: <laughs> so he did it on purpose? <laughs>
1: yeah, he did. So he took this person who's already quite controversial and then got her yeah. to dial her own sort of controversial views up to 11 and has t- and turned her into the most unpleasant main character I think I've ever seen in a movie leading to the film getting loads and loads of bad reviews because of people that can't quite separate disliking the main character in the film from whether the film itself is good or not and if if you can't do that that's totally up to you but like I
0: Hmm. had
1: the best time watching this movie because it's so different to other like I've not seen a film quite like it before where this person is just like sabotaging their own life at every turn and and creating these horrible situations and just being this kind of force of chaotic awful energy um because normally you'll get a film like this and the main character will be like really nice and they'll be lovely and then horrible things will happen to them and they'll be running around screaming and you'll be hoping that they survive and it was so interesting to see a movie where the main character is awful does things like flies to london goes to a friend's house finds his key without telling him goes into his house in the middle of the night, spits on her f- hand and then slaps him in the face to wake him up without hit, and he thinks no. he's- <laughs> yeah. um, Oh, God. Yeah, like, just does awful things like that. And then watching somebody like that running around, screaming, trying to survive, you know, a demon attacking them and stuff, it creates such a different energy to what yeah. is normal. I-, I loved it, and I would recommend anyone who likes horror films, at slightly out there films, to, uh, to-, to find dash cam. It was great. Um, then up next is Nitrum, a movie um, from last year. If you are Australian, um, but it just was released now in the United Kingdom. It's uh, directed by Justin Kurzel, who's a director who's made films like Snowtown and The True History of the Kelly Gang, and is a very kind of um, well-respected director in his um, home country of Australia and around the world. He made this film, Nitrum, based on true events, and I had no idea about this when I went to see the movie, but it's based on the life of a man who committed a singularly horrific and awful um, mass shooting in Australia or Tasmania in the 90s oh, that yeah. led to them uh, repealing gun laws, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie kind of... The guy who wrote this... Like, this movie received huge amounts of controversy when it was announced... People in Tasmania said he shouldn't even make this film, Um, it's awful. The director said it's that he wrestled with making it more than any other film he's done, whether he should even make it at all. The guy who wrote the film said he wrote the film when he saw how common mass shootings were becoming again and how it was happening a lot, and he wanted to put the audience in the shoes of a person who very clearly, inarguably, is not in control of their own behaviour, or at least is 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 not someone who should ever be trusted around firearms yeah. because they are not responsible and then show how easy it would have been for them to go and gain access to firearms. And there's a sequence near the end of this movie where this character Nitram played played unbelievably well by Caleb Landry Jones, goes into a gun shop and is able to buy an, an arsenal of weapons with almost no and it was it was I was brought to tears in the cinema and I didn't know what I was watching. I had no idea this is what the film was about. At all, and it was one of the most horrific, scarier than any actual horror movie I've ever seen. It was just horrible, Um mm. and the movie ends with a credit scene. With the credits start coming up with no music over them at all, and I've never felt silence so physically in a cinema as at the end of this mm. movie, where you don't even see like the film ends before the atrocities themselves happen. You don't even see any actual violence on screen, but you you are led all the way up to the door and it's clear to you what is happening and it's it's horrible and to find out afterwards it's it's all based on reality and it was actually quite close to the true events and the life of this person. Is um horrific. Uh Caleb landry Jones won Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival. The film itself won just about every award going at the Australian Academy Awards. And mm. um isn't playing in that many cinemas and he's probably one that will easily pass people by. And he's a difficult watch. I'll probably never ever watch it again, but I'd recommend anyone mm. who wants to sort of, I don't know, experience that or or challenge themselves in that way uh, to, to watch it because it is it is pretty incredible. But it's not an easy film to watch at all, but I'm so glad that I did watch it. Yeah. Um, but I already think that, you know, I already kind of... The, the, the film wants you to come away from it thinking a certain way about guns and I already felt like that going in, so it's probably more mm. important that other people watch it. But anyway, yeah, Nitrum.
0: Sounds amazing. It is. It's
1: it is a masterpiece, but hard. Mm. Uh, Up next, I watched The Black Phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did we watch the trailer for that? Yeah, we did watch the trailer for that.
0: I still remember.
1: Yeah, Uh, Directed by Scott Derrickson. He made it once he dropped off the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because he was originally going to direct that uh, because he directed Doctor Strange. But um, when he dropped off that, he made this film instead. It's set in the 70s. In a small community in, I think it's um, Colorado, the film is set in, um, and make, primarily follows Finney, played by Mason Thames, who is kidnapped by a serial killer known only as The Grabber, played by Ethan Hawke, and um, Madeline McGraw plays Gwen, who is Finney's sister, who has um, psychic powers and his uh, attempts to kind of help him and rescue him, along with the spirits of all the other children murdered by the Grabber who are able to communicate with Finney through the titular black phone in the basement he's being kept in. Um, A really solidly made, very, very well done horror film with not many jump scares, but a couple of jump scares done so well that when I saw it in the cinema, a girl two seats away from me literally jumped out of her seat during one of them. And then the, the entire <laughs> cinema kind of laughed in relief. Uh, <laughs> how kind of, you know, when everybody, when you get scared, then you laugh because you yeah. don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, and also towards the end, during a, a moment where obviously, no, you can, you can predict how the film goes, so it's not a spoiler to say that Finney, near the end of the movie, manages to get one up on the grabber and start to kind of fight back yeah. Uh, and during that sequence, a very, very large, bald man who looked very intimidating uh, when this child was able to gain the band in this fight jumped out of his chair and punched the air. Um, <laughs> because it's that kind of movie that just gets you really, really invested in what's happening. Uh okay. it's just kind of so well done. Um, yeah. It's very, very funny when it needs to be funny. It's very scary and creepy when it needs to be scary and creepy.
0: Mm. And
1: um, it's just really well made. I'd definitely recommend people go and watch. Uh, the Black Phone, for sure. Um, and the, other one I'll, I'll, the only other one to really talk about in any detail is Miss Marvel. Have you watched any Miss Marvel yet?
0: No, I haven't. <sighs> so once I, uh, once I finish uh, Stranger Things, yeah. Miss Marvel is going to be my thing. You know that. <laughs> That's fair. I can't watch too many things at That's once. fair.
1: <laughs> um, I'm really, really... Uh, as of recording, there's been three episodes. Mm. Three or... F- maybe four, actually. Three or four episodes. Uh, good really 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 good I'm really enjoying it so I'll be interested to see what you think of it when it comes well, to you watching it but I won't say much more for fear of spoiling and then very quickly Spiderhead yes Netflix movie with Chris Hemsworth and Miles yeah. Teller directed by um, yeah. oh, I can't remember his name but he did the same guy that top Gun Maverick. Maverick uh, Rubbish don't bother didn't like it okay. waste of time Uh, Good Luck to You Leo Grand is a film starring Emma Thompson as a teacher who hires a male escort um, uh, with the purposes of uh, engaging in sexual activity, and the entire movie is set in a hotel room and is basically conversations okay. between these two characters. Um, very very good film. Very you know, Bud has a has a big message of body positivity and things, and is um. Okay. And you know, sex, po- sex positive and stuff, and is is uh, yeah. is good. Definitely recommend people checking that out. Lightyear, the latest Pixar movie, following Buzz Lightyear. Uh, nonsense. Bad silly film. Not very good.
0: Oh, so it is nonsense. not yeah. there's, there's no catch. There's no. no it like... opens
1: with it opens with a line. It opens with writing on screen saying, in 1995, um, Andy saw a movie, and brought his t- toy based on it. It became his favorite movie, and he brought a toy based on it. This is that movie. So it's meant to be the movie that Andy saw in the Toy Story universe in 1995 that made him buy the Buzz Lightyear toy. Does that make sense?
0: Okay. Um, okay.
1: Except that, it makes
0: more sense than...
1: But then the movie you watch is inspired by things like multiverses and the movie Interstellar and um, relative time travel, all concepts that weren't really part of children's Hollywood cinema in the 90s. So that conceit holds up for about 14 seconds, it, and, and the rest of the movie just doesn't have any heart to it, doesn't need to exist. It's enjoyable enough. I mean, you can watch it and have a perfectly good time, but you come mm. away from it feeling empty. Uh, not a big recommendation. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, I refuse to talk about it. It's awful. Um,
0: oh, is yes, it? Yes,
1: it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It, the only the only oh. good thing in it is Jeff Goldblum. But other than that, it's just 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 terrible.
0: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it
1: is a real shame. Uh, the Princess just hit Disney Plus in the UK. It's an mm. action movie starring Jerry King. Yeah. Do you know Jerry King off of The Kissing Yeah, yeah of course I just mean of
0: Kissing Booth. Um, of course, I watched
1: the kissing booth. I haven't seen I haven't seen the kissing booth, but I really like Joey King, and I was quite excited for this film. She plays a princess. It's it's set in medieval times. She wakes up at the top of a tower, handcuffed, um, and is going to be forced to marry a prince that she doesn't want to marry. So she fights her way down the tower, um, killing lots of people along the way, and that's a great concept. Like a, a princess yeah. that fights back, and you know is well trained and sword fighting, and it's got quite a lot of good little action sequences and stuff but the movie's only an hour and a half long and by about an hour and ten minutes it feels like the entire story is played out and then it just drags itself along for 20 more minutes. And it's unfortunate because mm. the concept is great, Joey King is brilliant, and like Joey King as an action star is something I'm, I really want to see more of, but this movie isn't that well done, unfortunately. Mm. But it's only an hour and a half, it's probably available on Disney+, Plus wherever you are, or Hulu, I think, if you're in America. Maybe check it out if you like Joey King. Yeah, I I'd, I I'd, I'd, I'd like it. Elvis, the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Tom Hanks playing C- C- uh, C- C- Colonel Tom Parker, Austin Butler playing Elvis. I don't like Elvis. I don't like his music. This movie five stars. Loved it. I've seen it twice.
0: Oh wow. Austin
1: Butler is Elvis Presley in it, and will almost definitely be nominated for an Oscar next year for his performance. Tom Hanks is doing something. That you've got to see, you've got to see to believe.
0: But um, <laughs> Tom Hanks is doing something.
1: It's some very, very strange performance. Um, and then I just like Baz Luhrmann's style. I know a lot of people really oh, have a distaste for him. I love Bas Lerman. But that kind of maximalist filmmaking, I think, works really well for the Elvis Presley story. And, you know, okay. the camera is spinning around all the time and doing all kinds of things. And But the sequences where he's where he's singing, like the first time you see him perform at this hayride in the 50s in America and you see his hips come to life and stuff, It's you, you kind of understand, even someone like me who's not a fan of his music, you, you, you can see how important he is, um, you know, as a figure in the history of music and stuff.
0: I've been trying to tell you for years. I still
1: don't like his music, but...
0: I understand. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, that that movie's good. And it's had some really sniffy reviews and I think that people should give it more of a chance. I think it's great. All My Friends Hate Me is a small little kind of indie uh, horror film, uh, horror comedy um, out of the UK, made by a couple of YouTubers. It's about a guy who goes to his rich friend's expensive country mansion for the weekend for his birthday... Uh, but gets there and gets the unsettling feeling the entire time that all of his friends hate him, including this guy they picked up in the local pub who really seems to have it in for him, but everyone else can't see it. And it's all about social anxiety and those feelings where you, you, you're you convinced all the time that people don't like you, even if they do. And um, that's a feeling I'm very mm-hmm. familiar with. And the movie is very, very good at getting under your skin and, and kind of making you feel that and... It's good, it's a tiny movie, you probably have missed it, already missed it in the cinemas but if you can find it streaming anywhere I'd really recommend All My Friends Hate Me Mad God uh, made by special effects legend Phil Tippett is a movie that he's spent the last 30 years making uh, over weekends, it's entirely stop motion animated, just about with a, <laughs> a tiny little amazing. bit of um, um, live action stuff almost, almost zero dialogue I don't know if there's any dialogue in it at all and it, it mm. tells this very conceptual story of a sort of deep diver going into this hellish underworld and looking for something and just kind of passing through all of these awful kind of vistas and scenes. And it's, it's kind of very, very gory and violent and strange and Lovecraftian. And I absolutely adored it. And um, I'd recommend people find it. It's on Shudder in the UK and probably other places. Um and um, it's this kind of singular piece of work that you're not going to see anywhere else and um, is it's definitely worth checking out. It, the the whole thing looks like an hour and a half long tool video from the 90s, so <laughs> big recommendation. And then last, 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 Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yes. Very quick review. First two episodes were fine. Episode three and four were some of the worst things I've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> awful like awful episode five was good and then episode six was fantastic amazing so overall mixed but probably worth watching to get through to the end because it does end very well but it it, it's come out recently that originally they were going to make an obi-wan kenobi movie trilogy then the han solo movie was a huge flop and disney got cold feet on that one so turned it into a series so they took the script that had been written for the first movie and stretched it out into a six-hour series. Ah, okay. And I think those two hours in the middle are the real filler that you can sense they just put in because they needed to. You know they needed, mm. and because it, it, like nothing happens. You could you could almost skip the episode three and four and not miss okay. anything. Um, which mm. is weird, but there's some really good. There's some. There's some awesome Darth Vader stuff uh, in the last two episodes. So, recommend checking that out.
0: Um, but I guess I guess. Well, you know, I don't understand how you can get cold feet. You know, the 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 Han Solo film was terrible because we didn't need a Han Solo film. Yeah. But maybe Obi One Kenobi trilogy would work because. Yeah, I think. He was. He's been in, in the mix. For a very long time. I think, as well as cold
1: so, feet, it wasn't just cold feet. It was also an element of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they oh they they launched to Disney Plus, and were more keen on having content for Disney Plus suddenly than they were oh, for cinemas, right. which mm-hmm. is why we've kind of not really had a Star Wars. We've not had a Star Wars movie since Episode Nine, partly because of how Solo flopped, and partly because they want people to get Disney Plus now, so they're pushing stuff onto Disney Plus much more. Okay. which is, you know, it, it is what it is, but, it, you know, a TV show and a film are two different things, and maybe when they decided to make a TV show, they should have retooled to a higher degree their yeah. plans. Yeah. But, you
0: know,
1: it is what it is. Um, oh, it's, oh, also Moses Ingram from The Queen's Gambit is in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and um, suffered a lot of really awful racial abuse from idiots online and who didn't like her performance uh, she's amazing in it she's great she's fantastic and um, I hate I hate people so much Um, mm. she should carry on doing what she's doing and obviously she will and I can't wait to see her in more stuff in the future because I've loved doing The Queen's Gambit and I thought she was a fantastic yeah. neighbouring Kenobi one of the few good things in the middle s- sections are her scenes so shut up Lord, people are awful
0: yeah. people are awful
1: yes they are yeah. Uh, okay. What should we do next? A bit of my tube.
0: Yeah. Yes. because yes, we can't do homework.
1: No. We'll, okay. Let's quickly talk about homework first. Uh, I was supposed to watch the movie Breathe, starring Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Uh, I rented it on Andrew um, Andrew Prime. I rented it on Amazon Prime. Uh, video. And I watched 25 minutes of it, and I couldn't bear to watch a single second more, so I turned it off, and my okay. rental is going to run out, and I'm not paying again to watch it, so I don't think I'm going to finish brief. I can tell you what I thought of the first 25 minutes.
0: I, if you if still have the rental, just go to when he's actually, like, when he can't move. I got there. And oh, Okay.
1: It's just not my kind of film. I really don't like films like that. Oh,
0: okay.
1: I'm not saying it's a bad film.
0: I can't. no it's not the best film it's not a great film i just thought that he was I, I i i as an actor i think he's really good in it yeah he is um and that's the thing that's why i chose the film like i don't, I don't you know i would never watch that film again i'm not but, interested i just thought him as a portrayal of a, a person that is mobile and then completely loses all mobility and be able to, like, portray that, I thought it was really good. Yeah,
1: definitely. But also, it's kind of misery porn, and I'm not... I don't like it.
0: Great. Sorry. I haven't done my homework at all. Yeah. No no reason. <laughs> well, Boy A, I haven't really found, so it was really difficult to find. Yeah. And uh, episode nine, I just can't take it. I don't know if I can... I can't take this appointment when it comes to the Come on, stuff,
1: you, you've so got to watch the last.
0: I will stuff, watch it. Yeah. I will tell you when I watch it, but okay. I will watch it when I feel. I just, because every time I'm like, oh, I should watch it, and then something else pops up and I'll watch something else. Or, yeah, that's
1: fair. Or yeah. well, if Don't. I might try and watch some more of Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe.
0: Don't Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> don't breathe.
1: <laughs> um, But I. I, I, yeah. I and I. I it, it's too. It's too silly. Not silly. Like, it opens with, like, it, op- like it doesn't do much setup for his character or his wife's character before he gets polio. It's very, like, suddenly he, they're married and they're desperately in love, but it's not really giving you any reason to believe why. And then he gets polio and he can't move. And then I was like, there's like another 90 minutes of this film. What's it going to do beyond endless scenes of him not being able to move and it being really sad?
0: It's not really sad. It though. is
1: really sad. His baby, he's got his baby there and she's, pu- she's putting the baby on his face. And yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, but is he still in the hospital after 26 yes. minutes? Yeah, we, oh, well, you have need to watch when he comes out of the hospital. It does get better. It's like the beginning is really sad and then you you see what he does for, for the community that has polio, like the, 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 the different things that have happened. Mm. Like maybe if you just... Go through that sadness if you swim through the swamp of sadness, then you'll find some happiness.
1: <laughs> but if you th- yeah, maybe I just fundamentally Cause don't like because she'll,
0: she, well, she'll she takes them out of the hospital and then they won't they go living somewhere, and then, then it becomes a little bit like less. Sad. It,
1: it reminds me of another movie I hated called The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, which was about a Victorian painter who painted lots of pictures of cats, played by Bendit Cumberbatch. And I just don't like historical biography movies about people that I don't care about. Like, I'm sure it's great what he did for the community and et cetera, but I don't, I just don't want yeah. to watch it. Don't watch I watched 25 minutes <laughs> of it.
0: Yeah, but you watched, like, the sad part. Now you need to watch but the happy part. I saw his
1: performance. is good performance. Well done, Alex. You yeah,
0: he's a, he's a good performer. A good
1: performance. Well done.
0: Yeah, good. well done. You made
1: Andrew. the right choice.
0: He's, he's taking some time off. Are you gonna be judgmental about him?
1: No. What?
0: <laughs> He's taking some time off as well from acting.
1: Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> and yeah, I will be judgmental about it. I still think it's stupid.
0: Why? Don't tell
1: me don't tell people about it. Just have a break if you want a break. I guess. So. And what's it gonna be? Like six weeks? I don't know. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. My tube! <laughs> Matchup, Matchup, Magic.
1: Okay, I'm going to show you a movie trailer for a film, and you're just going to count how many people you recognise in the trailer.
0: Okay, I am ready. Okay,
1: let's go. Three, two, one, go.
0: Oh, Saoirse Ronan. Yes. Um, the guy from The Pianist. Adrian Brody. Agent Brody. Ah, oh, the guy from Free Billboards. Sam Rockwell. Walkwell. Qual- <laughs> well
1: done.
0: Her. With from Yes. Oh him David,
1: from, from... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry
0: sir. I can't read Ah, right <laughs> oh, you're amazing. Oh, this looks like fun. Yes. Real fun. What do we have here? It's a period piece. 1920s?
1: Maybe later than that. Later? Yeah, because Richard Attenborough's in it as like a character. Okay. We shall see, though. Oh yeah.
0: Ah, 19. 1930s, 40s. Yeah, maybe. Around then. For the murder of Leo <laughs> no, no, no. We have a serial killer on the list. Oh this looks good And also there are so many I like when there are so many actors Oh I recognise them Some. We are no longer merely suspects We are also Potential victims So it's a murder mystery In a theatre
1: Yeah.
0: Who done it Kind of film, so, a la, um, Knives Out.
1: Yeah, but looks like maybe it will have less of a message to it than Knives Out, and be.
0: I don't think it's going to have a message. Yeah, I think it's going to be just, just fun. Just to a watch. fun film. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited Aww. about that movie.
1: Also, because it's direct, it's the first film directed by a guy who directed um all or most of a British comedy called This Country, which okay. if you've never seen is fantastic and I'd recommend checking out it's like one of the best British comedies the past few years like up there with only fools norses and, and stuff it's a, a classic in my opinion so yeah see how they run I'm really looking forward
0: that looks fantastic. to that We've got a little... I'm glad that you remember names because uh, I can't think I can't that I look at a face I know the face That one look that one that's, that that <laughs> okay. that's where we were. a little
1: minute long <laughs> clip for you here of a teaser trailer for something Netflix is putting out you might have seen it you might not let me know
0: Okay, uh, ready.
1: Okay, so what's it? What's it called?
0: It's called Blonde. Oh, is it? Is it the one with um, um, the 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 actual actress from, uh, Knives Out? Anna de Armas. Uh, Anna de Armas about Marilyn Monroe. It just
1: may be. So let's have a look at this.
0: Uh, I've watched it and she is incredible. She looks like Marilyn. She, but let's do okay. it.
1: Okay, three, two, one, go.
0: It is. It is. I I don't know what the makeup is or her face is so similar to Marilyn Monroe's, but they've done something incredible to her here.
1: Yeah, they have, right? It's pretty wild.
0: Wild. And I never would have imagined, when I heard that she was going to do this film, I never imagined that she would work. Yeah. But she does.
1: (laughs) She definitely seems to in this. Trailer.
0: Like, at least face-wise and um, expression-wise. Oh, oh, when she smiles, it's perfect, isn't yeah. it? I don't know if she studied that. She must she surely know. must have done. Yeah, but incredible. Like, it's not that easy. She's such an incredible actress. I'm looking forward to watching that.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. It should be...
0: I've always been really, like, fascinated by Marilyn Monroe. And I've, I've watched a lot of, like, things about her. Because I think she's just a fascinating character. She is. And great actor.
1: I've not really seen any of movies, un- but I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't have any... I'm sure she But is. always
0: underestimated, I think. Yeah, and she was... And always, like, looked as a bombshell rather than, like, an intelligent human being with talent.
1: Yeah, and she got... You know, she was around at a very sort of, you know, she was in, she she was friends with presidents, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Or more than friends yeah. with
1: presidents, if rumours are to be believed. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Maybe
1: the film will tell us. <laughs> um, okay, so then one last little movie trailer. Again, a, a slightly short one. Um, yeah. I didn't even notice this. this. This is like two weeks old, this trailer, but I didn't see it until this morning when I was scanning for things that we could look at. Um, so oh. load this up and see what you think.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't know this existed. Did you not? No. no so George has sent me a Matilda um trailer, and oh no no no! I knew it existed actually. I saw something. It's a musical, isn't it's it? It's
1: based on it's an adaptation of the Tim Minchin musical yes, from the yes. West End. Yes.
0: I've heard about it, and I've seen. I think I've seen a clip, but I'm 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 ready to watch okay, it. Okay, let's see. So, Matilda, the musical.
1: Yes. Three, two, one, go.
0: So, there's a gate. Crunch them all. So, who's Mrs. Trunchbull? It's
1: Emma Thompson.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Unrecognisable when you see
0: it. Oh, my goodness. So, it's a musical, so I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> but... You never know. Oh, I, I do. Oh. Mm. Well, the parents looked pretty genuine. Well, Steve, Steve the cake looked, looked
1: okay. By
0: Matilda the Musical. Oh yes, it is Emma Thompson. Wow. See if that child is still alive. Hmm. I don't know.
1: I'm excited, but I like musicals, and I Matilda's yeah. one of the greatest books of all time.
0: Yeah. Have you seen there's a there's a Hoku, hocus pocus two coming out? I
1: did. I almost put that down for something we could watch, but the teaser trailer for that's got n- like nothing in it. Alright, so just very, well, not very quickly because it's a few minutes long, but I, I need you to see this. I need okay. to know why this is, why I keep watching it.
0: <clears throat> because you're obsessed. A little bit. Okay, so George sent me Rina Sawayama this how the Tonight Show.
1: Yes, I think it's an amazing live performance. So let's see. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Ugh, go away.
0: I've seen the, vi- the video. The, Have you yeah, seen the the video. Yeah, the video was
1: good with the wedding and things. Yeah. But this came out. I think she did. I think this was the first thing that you saw the song on. Pretty much, she like announced the song with this performance.
0: She's so beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: but it's a good song right it's a really good song
0: yeah she's such an interesting artist because she always changes how she does things and she never goes in the same direction
1: yeah because this is like a bit country-ish almost yeah and then, but then like her last album she had like almost rock and metal songs on it yeah <laughs> and like the choreography they've got for it is is it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Are you in love with Rina Sawayama? A <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm I, I was quite obsessed with him for a couple like for a while just to just love how, how who she is and also she's just beautiful to look at. George is bobbing his head. <laughs> it's so weird, though. Like, it's like in a country, proper country with, like, hay bales. Hay
1: bales and a hay bales. windmill in the background and line dancing.
0: I you becoming a country song? No. Country music um, fan? No, <coughs> no, not at all. <coughs>
1: I think those dancers are in the music video as well her dancers I think they're like her main dancers that she always has I think
0: see I don't understand why you're obsessed with this video it's great this do you know, I think it's great it, it's okay it's not very exciting there there are no explosions no it's or... just a really
1: good I don't know I don't know what it is there's a good it.
0: performance absolutely she's a good performer but you you just like the country no I don't I don't like country next time like, your favourite album is like Billy Ray Cyrus or something. No, definitely not.
1: She's got a little band there, rocking out. Yeah, There's there's some
0: some some lightning. Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, my,
0: ah. what have you done uh, my ass is so hot my ass is stuck to the chair oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that at all <laughs> well
1: did you see any of the recent Glastonbury performances because there were some pretty good live
0: performances no. there I've, no I've seen Olivia Rodrigo bringing out Lily Allen uh, yeah, yeah I really like that that was very good uh, and I, I love that song so, um, and I love Lily Allen. I think she's had so much. Yeah, I like the performance. Not not bad. Yeah, uh, I love Lily Allen. I think she's had so much bad uh, press from the British media, Definitely. and I think she had to fight a lot of crap. Um, I think I think, um, and she's come out on top really but not really she seems still a bit like ptsd of being around people I don't yeah know. i
1: think that's the first time she's performed live in a while and i think she said afterwards yeah. it was the first time she's ever performed on stage um sober which is what wild yeah, yeah. um well done her for you know
0: yeah i th- i think you know in in that period of time i think i think there was lily allen and um uh Amy Winehouse and yeah. like those those performances that were not they, they were getting no 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 rest from the tabloids and no and everything was scrutinized and I'm glad that she is out again you know Definitely agreed God the tabloids they should or they should all go they should all be banned really
1: I agree They should Okay
0: But yeah, Rina Sawayama Looking forward to listening to her new album Yeah,
1: when that comes out, that'll be good Hold the Girl, I think it's called Um, Okay, should we get into our top five for the
0: week? Top five Um, Yes Five, four, three, two, one Our top five So this week is top five uh, Natalie Portman films. Yes,
1: in honour of Thor, Love and Thunder,
0: which... Yeah, just going to come out when this episode airs. Yes. Which is the 7th of... Uh,
1: yes, 7th of, <laughs> um, of July. And she looks pretty good in that from the trailers, so that, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh Natalie Portman, I've known her for a long time you know she oh, yeah. started acting for a very like we've we we we've known her for her existence for a long time yes, she started acting when she was really young yes um and she, we all know she's a good actress yes <laughs> but I was texting George the other day and I was like, I can't believe such a good actress has been in so many not great films yeah. Which is it, it it's it's upsetting because I think she could do amazing things, and I feel like that I'm gonna do. There was gonna be an honourable mention later of a film that is absolute rubbish, but she's great in it.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting! Great in it, oh, okay.
0: incredible in it. Like she actually brings some kind of joy to this film.
1: Is it Garden State?
0: No. Okay. Oh god, that film. <laughs> oh, have you watched Garden State? I've, no,
1: I've never seen it ever.
0: Oh, uh, she's good in it. She's really good in it.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just such a uh just oh, I don't know. And and I I I I think she's great and I I love I love her um you know how she thinks. I I think she's you know I I I like what she believes in and but I, I just I just don't I just don't understand. I don't understand.
1: She's a fool. No, she's not a fool. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I said that.
0: No, I don't think she's a fool. I think I think no, she I just goes I don't, I don't for interesting because the films that she does are are interesting. Have got an interesting thing to it. However, they're not necessarily good. In fact, Eh?
1: Some of them are very good.
0: Some of them are okay. <laughs> okay, so I need to start, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. What's your number 5
0: pick? Uh my number 5 uh pick is uh just a second. Na 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 na. Uh, my number five is. So I
1: started is... off as Rina Sayama and then turned into Abba.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um.
0: On. So um. This is our uh, um. She, oh, she's very versatile as an actress. I think she can do anything. And how? Yes. So, my number five is the 2011 Marvel film, uh, Thor.
1: That's my number five as well, so you need Ah. to pick a different one. Oh. No. (laughs) Sorry,
0: go on. Where she plays uh, Jane Foster, uh, who is a um, scientist, I guess.
1: Absolutely, she's a scientist. Yeah, she's a scientist. Some sort of an astrophysicist. Yeah. Maybe. Um.
0: Uh and this is where uh she meets for the first time uh Thor uh who comes from Asgard and um uh, who has been sent to, to on earth because he's uh um arrogant and so he has to live amongst um humans. Uh he meets Jane Foster played by Natalie Portman and uh they fall in love. He falls in love with her. Then she she at uh, some point she br- 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 uh, well, lo- loves him back. But I think she's very good in this film. Um, she's uh, you know you don't you didn't really need to try hard in at the beginning of Marvel. You didn't really have to try hard, and she did, and she did a good job. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, my number five pick. Is also Thor and. Um you know, it was – It. she said at the time the reason she did it was because Kenneth Branagh was directing it and it seemed like such an odd thing that he'd make a Thor movie. And And yeah. um, so she did it and it's good that she did because she brings, I think, slightly more, I don't know, gravitas to the role than maybe yeah. some other actors, actors and actresses might. Um, she's really fun in it uh, and, she, you know, does some really good – like, I really like – it's very – I mean, it's very – silly but the moment when he gets his powers back and she sees him and she's like oh hello <laughs> mr <laughs> mighty god uh it's a very good little bit of uh, cinema that i enjoy and she plays it well she plays suddenly being incredibly um excited by thor um she plays it well so it's good
0: yeah yeah she does and i and i think that's why she's a good actress because she she puts Really good effort in all of her films, and I think she's she, she was really good in this, and I'm looking forward to seeing her in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I
1: can't wait to see her in Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm. She has piled on the muscle for that film.
0: Yeah, it's
1: crazy. Um, good. So, what's your number four pick then?
0: Uh, my number four pick then is a film. Uh, that um. I didn't particularly like uh I I don't I don't yeah but I think she's put so much effort in this film and I think she's great and I think she's the only good thing about this film uh and she carries it through uh she just carries it amazingly well and that's a 2010 Darren Aronofsky film Black Swan
1: Oh interesting Yeah okay
0: Yeah um i i did not it uh, was about um nina uh played by Natalie portman who is a uh ballerina and she uh kind of um um she's obsessed uh by ballet and to be perfect in ballet and she gets uh the part uh uh of a black white swan and black swan I didn't realise it was the same ballerina that had to do the same thing but yeah she does and um this brings her uh to a mental breakdown uh towards the end of the film, I did not like the film like i I wanted to be a bit more visceral her losing it, and it was clearly directed by a man which made it a little bit a little bit voyeuristic in my opinion like i didn't like how certain uh, d- Certain power dynamics worked. You know, the bitchy ballerina, they all hate each other. Um, That really, maybe 11 years ago would have been fine. But me watching it, I like, watched it uh, last night. I didn't like it. Darren Aronofsky is an interesting director. I find his work fascinating, but I didn't really understand this one. Um, I didn't feel like there was enough. Enough for her to go really crazy. Uh, I feel you could have pushed it in different ways without all the like weird sexual stuff. I think it could have been more about her and being obsessed with ballet rather than adding the stuff just to make make people go, oh, oh, Mila Kunis is going down on Natalie Portman. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. I, it didn't make sense. However, uh, Natalie Portman carries this film in an incredible way. And if it hadn't been Natalie Portman, it it would have not worked because even Mila Kunis is not very good in this film, and Vincent Cassell is rubbish in this film, and I feel like she's the best thing that this bad film is makes, and so I read, really, I that's why I choose my number four. Uh, four.
1: Fair enough, interesting. <laughs> when you say visceral, what do you mean though? Because it's quite a visceral. Like I wanted.
0: Movie. Like I didn't feel like it. They they didn't feel this her going crazy or her having these things it just didn't feel real in the sense of it didn't feel natural like she just I don't know I think it could have gone bigger um so for example in if if you ever watched Requiem for a Dream you can see how big it goes it just like completely like crazy stuff happens and I'm not saying that that has supposed to be, but I think if somebody at the end kills herself with a shard of glass, I feel that like it has to be bigger.
1: I felt like it, it was big. I felt like it was as big as it could be.
0: No, I, I, I just, I was, I was, I was just like, what? And then I don't know. I just because her entire just, entire life
1: has been building up to being in the yeah. ballet.
0: Yeah, and 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 it could have. I think the, he could have added more stuff about her rather than adding other people to it. I think it had to be more like internal, more... It, it's it's my opinion. I just feel like it wasn't big enough, but... Fair enough. Yeah. But, I th- but she was great in it. She was really amazing in it. And... um. But I think he could have pushed her... In. More it could have pushed this her losing it more, and the relationship with her mother um uh, theres there are certain things that didn't really i I felt there was a lot a a lot watered down and there was not any moments that were like no crescendo in my opinion, but then interesting yeah.
1: Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number four pick is the um, 1994 movie directed by Luc Besson, Leon.
0: Yeah. The
1: Professional, um, where she plays um, Matilda, Matilde, Matilda. Yeah, Matilde. Mathilde, uh, who is a uh, 12-year-old girl who is taken in by professional hitman Leon, played by Jean Mm -hmm. Reno. This is the movie that turned Jean Reno briefly into a Hollywood film star and is the reason that he's in that very bad uh, Godzilla movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because he's amazing in this film. um, Yeah,
0: incredible. uh, As the hitman.
1: Also amazing in this film is Gary Oldman as the uh, screaming villain. In fact, there are scenes in this movie that I thought were in the fifth element Cause I always remember I, in the I always remember yeah. his his bad guy in the fifth element. I remember going really crazy and screaming at people. But it's, it's this film here. where yeah. he's going like yeah. proper off the deep end, screaming. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, like uh, uh, Natalie Portman was really young when she made this film. It's like her first ever movie, and she I think does it really really well. Amazingly. As this this girl who who kind of slowly becomes the st- goes from being the girl that's being protected by. Leon to his sort of yeah. protégé and starts learning yeah. from him and um, it's really visceral and uh, it's one of those movies where I think everyone is on top form in it. Yeah. Uh, in, and
0: in, this is a great performance of Natalie Portman, especially as a, like, a, how old was she when she did it? Like 12? 12, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. i e uh, I... It's just when, when she... Wa- there's a scene where she walks to the door and she starts, like, crying. It's just like, you're just a kid and you're already, like showing so much amazing talent. Yeah. Yeah, she's incredible in this film. Yeah. I've got it on my list as well. Good. But not on number four. That's fair.
1: Um, So, yeah, and and yeah, it's just, I remember watching Leon when I was quite young as well, because, I mean, I probably watched it when I was about 12 or something. Yeah. And just, it's just so unlike any, like, that's one of the great things about Luc Besson is when he makes a film like Leon, it's set in America, but it doesn't feel like an American action movie because it's got yeah. his sensibility to it. So it moves yeah. at a slightly different rhythm and pace and stuff, and it just it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. I think it almost feels like comic book esque at times.
0: Mm, um, yeah.
1: So yeah, no great film, lovely on. I think Natalie Portman's great in it, and um, and you know she's it's such a key role. If they'd miscast that role, if they'd gotten a bad child actor, which would be very easy to do. Yeah. In that role, the the entire movie wouldn't work. and The fact that they they found her and put her in the movie, mm. yeah, great, great.
0: Talking about child actors, you remember you always told, telling me that you didn't really like child actors.
1: I, I okay.
0: But you know when you, we talked about the Goonies and we talked about um, Bugsy Malone, you know talking about child actors, you were I know I know, but the, you know. Thinking about uh Natalie Portman in Leon, Leon, and uh the cast of Stranger Things and other things that we watch, you know, there are some good child actors and there are some good children things. Yeah, watch. no,
1: there are. I don't dislike child actors. I just don't like Bugsy <laughs> Miller.
0: Okay, fine. Macaulay Macaulay um, Culkin was
1: very good in his day. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, yeah, great film. Luc Besson is amazing. Um, made me want to... I think we should do a top five Luc Besson
1: film. Oh, films. I'd have to watch more Luc Besson films yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I think more Luc Besson in your life would be better.
1: Yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that.
0: Because there's probably some really weird stuff as well.
1: Yes. Did he direct Lucy? Or, I think he did. Yeah. No, I've probably...
0: I haven't seen Lucy, actually. Oh, it's
1: so bad, but I love it. <laughs> I really like it. Um, all right, so what's your number f- three?
0: Uh, my number three is um, a film that you probably love. <laughs> uh, so my number three is uh, a 2018 Natalie Portman film directed by Alex Garland, yes. Annihilation.
1: That's my number three as well.
0: Oh, fantastic!
1: Yeah, and I do love it.
0: Yes, of course you do. <laughs> um, I, I like again. I it's a good. It's 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 an interesting film. It's it's interesting. I I have my issues with it, of course. Uh, but um, it's about um, a biologist played by Natalie Portman who signs up uh for this mission uh that her husband has just come back from but her it's not really her husband that has come back
1: yeah
0: It's some but something that looks like her husband and she goes into this mission with another uh, three um people um uh, jace uh, Doc, uh, doctor ventress played by J- jennifer Jason lee um josie redick played by tessa thompson and she's a uh, some kind of it person or or is she not do something with... She's a scientist. They're all, they're Some all kind different. Of, they're all scientists. variations of scientists. Uh, and uh, Gina Rodriguez, uh, Anya Tor- Torrensen played by Gina Rodriguez, and they all go in uh, not knowing if they will come back because nobody has come back from this expedition and it's basically them being in this... Um, what's it called? The...
1: The Shimmer. Called?
0: The shimmer, shimmer. Um, <laughs> this, I feel like Natalie Portman brings a little bit of seriousness to this film, which I think it's needed. I think she brings some kind of calm and she's, she's always very cool and collected. And um, there is a scene, uh, my favourite scene of this film is at the end when they're in the lighthouse. Oh, yeah. And this, um, this alien is trying to mimic her, but not mimicking her, I thought that was genius. Mm-hmm. Like when, because cause I thought, oh, if he's mimicking her, they can just go around. But he's mimicking her so they can find themselves. And I thought that was great. I thought that was great filmmaking and writing. And um, the film is okay. It's, uh, <laughs> I just don't understand how like nobody comes out, but Natalie Portman does. Uh, But... Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? And her. Like... A lot. There's been a lot of expeditions in this in this um, shimmer. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. But only two people come out of this shimmer. It doesn't really explain why.
1: Well, you see, lots of there's a lot of aggressive, violent things in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But how did how how did they not die? What made them different? Um, how did Natalie? How how why did Natalie Pullman and her husband? Did not die that's that's the only well, thing her I husband, was asking
1: husband did die
0: yeah yeah but he's come out
1: because he got through to the lighthouse i don't think anyone else has gotten to the lighthouse
0: okay i think they've but all then, died on
1: the way due to like the bears without faces or yeah. the worms that come in that they spent yeah, but, i think i think i think people have she manages to get to the lighthouse and find lighthouse. i think other other expeditions have spent too long in the shimmer itself and it's because it's yeah. the, your, your body turns into worms yeah so I think that's the yeah. issue but Ventress dies I think dies. there's also but Ventress in the
0: lighthouse
1: how does Ventress die again because you've watched this more recently than me
0: like in the lighthouse she arrives to the lighthouse and then she, she goes well, she does a speech and then she dies that's the thing how does she like, die I, I, I she, I, she I, she's inside inside the hall in the lighthouse and then, uh, she says some stuff and then she goes and then she kind of becomes dust or something. Right.
1: Okay. I I think there's there's various things going on in terms of like I think all of the women are dying. Is that, if that's right that go in.
0: Uh, well, Ventris is dying because she's got cancer. And the other two, one of them, uh, Tessa, the girl that plays Tessa Thompson, she uh, suffers, uh, she self-harms. Right. And um, Gina Rodriguez's character, she is an alcoholic. Right. And um, Natalie Portman has lost her husband, so she's got nothing to live. So everybody yeah, that goes in got, there all... is kind of like self-destructive. Yeah. Um,
1: and then I think there's, there's meant to be something to the fact that, that that team is all women and I think all the other teams have been sent have been men yeah but the I film doesn't overly explain it
0: no but I like that but it's, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good film I, I enjoyed a uh, uh, watch it's really beautiful to watch visually is amazing and I think that's the best thing about the film definitely and Natalie Portman yeah I think she's the best part of the film and I think that's what I've realized watching her films that she, she's the best part of any film.
1: <laughs> fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, I think this. I mean, I think like Jennifer Jason Lee and Tessa Thompson, and you know, there's there's pretty great actors in here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I just really, I I I think I think she. I don't know. She's got this different aura to her that I feel yeah, like she fair. she. She should be, in my opinion, she should be in better films.
1: I mean, broadly, yes, but this is a film that it, she is as good as this. Like This film is as good as her, I think, in my opinion.
0: Mm, I, yeah, yeah. I just didn't understand. I just I was like, I just, I don't know. I just wanted... Th-
1: but I shouldn't tell you everything. I like that it doesn't tell you everything.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, it's that's good.
1: It's not like, it, then, you know, it's not it's a sci-fi movie but it ma- it tries to make you think and asks gets you to ask questions rather than mm. just lightsabers and running around like I, I don't know there was a big there was a big i, I feel really protective of this movie because it was cancelled from coming out in cinemas because the studio that made it got cold feet about it and it ended up Why? going because because they thought it was too philosophical and too heady and not, not, not kind of action enough and exciting enough. So it ended up just being dropped on Netflix, d- denying me the opportunity to ever see it in the cinema and also denying a lot of people the opportunity to really ever find it because it just kind of got lost a bit. So I, I feel a bit protective of it because I think it's a lot better than, than what it got. I think it deserved much better and deserved yeah, a better chance. Yeah, it's not a bad film.
0: I just I just had have my questions about why only these two people that are connected were allowed to come out of the...
1: Because they did. I don't know, sometimes, I don't know, I feel like questions like that, sometimes it's like lots of odd things happen that aren't... They don't need to be explained. Like, in in real life, sometimes things happen, people survive things that you wouldn't expect them to or that nobody else would or, Mm. you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I like inexplicable... Yeah, things and I really like the
0: moment where Tessa Thompson, um, she starts growing plants over her um, self harming, um, yeah. uh, things, and I thought that was really beautiful because it's kind of like she found peace in the shimmer. Yeah, and where she couldn't find peace outside the shimmer, she found it yeah. in the shimmer. So that was really interesting. It's an interesting film. I think I think it's definitely worth watching because it does um it does. You do question certain things and, you know, um, you're watching the film, you question why people would go to the Shimmer. So Natalie Portman at one point asks Ventress, why would somebody go to um, on a mission that of maybe no return? And you could ask that of any person that goes in the military and goes to war. Why? And so uh, and she's a military person. So she should know why people take this risk. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 an interesting film. Um, definitely worth watching. And also, like I said before, visually beautiful. Like the beach with all the crystals, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's um based on a novel by Jeff Vandermeer, but is is more broadly inspired. The novel that it's based on was inspired by. A, another novel from 1972 called Roadside Picnic which is a Russian novel about a very similar idea of there being this um, zone that you can't go into for various reasons and it's kind of alien involved and that was adapted loosely into a movie uh, by Andrei Tarkovsky in 1979 mm. called Stalker which is one of the all time best mm. uh, things anyone, so if, you, if you've seen Annihilation and liked it and you haven't seen the 1979 film Stalker if you want more Unanswerable, strange questions, and mind-bogglingly beautiful imagery. Go and watch Stalker because it is it is better than Annihilation, and mm. um, is is okay. one of one of the, one of those movies that everybody who has a passing interest in cinema should 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 see. So yeah, just just wanted to say that. That's my number three pick, along with your number three pick so Now we can go to your number two pick.
0: My number two pick is a uh, two thousand and five uh, film. This is my number two uh, pick as well. Oh, V for Vendetta. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. I guess this shows that she is a, a. She does have a filmography that has these very clear shining lights in it. And then there was yeah. a lot of stuff that's less... Although I haven't seen... Did you watch Jackie in, in preparation for this? No,
0: I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, you know, I, I just, feel a bit like I just, that just, about, I just, about Jackie. I'm sure she's great in it. And that's the thing. I, I, I was going to do like Andrew Garfield on Natalie Portman. And and then I was like, I'm sure she's great in it, but I cannot watch another film that is just not very happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of how <laughs> I felt about Breathe. <laughs> and also, I haven't seen Jackie. Um, yeah. But Viva <laughs> Vendetta, what do you think of that movie?
0: Oh, it's so good. It's such a good film. Uh, What's it about? Uh, it's, what is it about? Uh, we're in a distant future in London, in the well, United Kingdom... And, uh, Natalie Portman plays Evie Hammond, um, and who's just pretty normal. And, uh, the United Kingdom is under this like fascist party, uh, Norse fire, Norse fire. And, uh, she starts, uh, she, she, uh, she works for television network yeah. And, uh, she starts helping, assisting, <laughs> Sure. um, uh, this, uh, freedom fighter called, uh, that goes under the, um, V.
1: V. It's basically, it's, it takes the Guy Fawkes story and turns yeah. it into a dystopian th- yes. fairy tale almost.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's...
0: It's amazing. It is, it's, it's an amazing it's
1: film. Exceptionally good. Um, yeah. Hugo Weaving is so very wonderful in it. Yeah. Uh you never see his face, but his his voice performance as v is just is just brilliant. But Natalie Portman, yeah. do you remember how excited everyone was back in two thousand five that Natalie Portman shaves her hair off yeah. in that one scene?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and she actually did it. Oh my god! She actually shaved. Oh off my her. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Imagine doing that. Imagine shaving your head.
0: Oh my god. Incredible. Um. Yeah, and she's great in it, and uh I. I love her in this film, and
1: uh, yeah. Yeah it's, it, I've, yeah, it's it's great. It's really good, and she just sort of. She's a great audience surrogate because I guess she it's through her eyes that you learn about the world and you learn about V in particular. and yeah. His his journey and his story and things are all done through Natalie Portman's character's eyes, and the, you know there's some really great sequences like where she, it, it, again it's a while since I've seen it, but is there that sequence where she thinks she's been captured, but it turns out it's all it was V. All mm. along, um, yeah. and and she ends up being, you know, she goes from this on this journey from being a news reporter lady who's part mm-hmm. of the real world to being a sort of freedom fighter slash terrorist, yeah. depending on your point of view. Um, yeah. Terrorista. Mm. Yeah,
0: great choice.
1: Yeah, my my number two as well. So if you want, you can go to your number one.
0: My number one is nineteen ninety four film, Leon. Leon. Directed by Luc Besson. Yes. I love that film. I love Leon. It's so good. And I like Natalie Portman in it. So
1: <laughs> Yes. That's good. It's the first film on your list that you've genuinely liked.
0: Yeah. Oh no, v- No, for that, I like Vedetta. V- <laughs> and Thor. I like Thor. It's just Black Swan and Black I I, I didn't I liked *Annihilation*. Annihilation. I just I just was left with something and black swan which just annoys me annoyed me but she was great in it so what's your number one black, <gasps> black swan
1: <laughs> um, if you asked me to describe this film in a word it would probably be visceral which is why i was confused as to why you
0: i got I, to did, be more yeah, visible? I didn't find uh,
1: it. i saw it in the cinema when it came out in 2011 and the final 15 to 20 minutes i was gripping my seat the entire time at how tense Mm -hmm. I was and um, I don't know, I really like this film, I think that all the actors in it are good and the story of obsession um, and how it kind of deteriorates her her mind and uh, she never even asks herself if it's what she wants, it seems like it's what her mum wants and she's just gone along with it her entire life And um, as it all starts to fall apart and the idea of being, I know it's something I see in my own job people who have this very set idea on what they want their life to be to the point where you're looking at it and you're thinking if you don't achieve that you're not gonna be able you're to f- handle it
0: <laughs> you're <full kid>. but
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean your life's a failure like there's so many other wonderful yeah. things you could do with your life and I think exactly. it's a, a, as a lesson in that and a story in that I, I really like the film and mm. um I really like yeah, and I like it a lot more than The Wrestler, which is, like, the film that people say is, like, the the male mirror. Because Darren Aronofsky after Black Swan did The Wrestler, which is Mickey Rourke.
0: Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't particularly like that one either. No, I'm not a big fan of The Wrestler.
1: But I do like Black Swan. Like, it Swan.
0: was okay. I think Black Swan is better than The Wrestler.
1: Good, thank you. So do I. And I probably like... Annihilation of V for Vendetta more than Black Swan, but I think that Black Swan is Natalie Portman's best performance. Mm.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, and I probably like Leon more than Black Swan. No, I think I like Black Swan more than Leon probably. Hmm. But but yeah, that's my number one.
0: Nice. Okay, so top five. Uh, my number five, uh, is Thor. My number four, Black Swan, and number three, Annihilation, and number two, Lethal Vendetta, and number one, Leon. How about you, George?
1: Okay, so my top five uh, was Thor at number five, mm-hmm. Leon, The Professional, at yeah. number four, Annihilation at number three, Lethal mm-hmm. Vendetta at number two, and Black Swan at number one. Great choices. Do you have any honourable mentions?
0: Um, not really. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so uh, I I watched Garden State, uh, which is the Zach Braff uh, kind of directorial writing debut, and it's such a annoying film. But I think she was like a real sunshine in the film. So I I I kudos to her for being able to, uh, to to bring some kind of joy to that film. Um, although it, it was it's, it's a film that hasn't dated, hasn't aged well at all. It's very
1: Manic Pixie Dream Girl, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's just a bit too much. Um, yeah. And I think at the time it was perfect because we were in a, I think it was like 2004, so it was just kind of, we were at a time where those things like manicness was part of our lives but uh, now nah, i just found that film so and delightful. so it
1: was also a time when it was okay for there to be a movie about how sad a white man is in.
0: yeah
1: in his yeah. quite a, a, a white life.
0: very a very white privileged man yeah yeah, 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 from yeah, yeah. A very rich family yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, that's what i meant
0: uh it was just like man but um she was very good in it and then i watched um i also watched no strings attached I haven't seen I it. watched that knowing that I wasn't gonna enjoy it just because <laughs> I I <laughs> just because I always find it fascinating that two films about uh uh like casual sex came out pretty much at the same time, yeah. which were No Strings Attached with uh Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher. And then Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. And I love uh I really enjoyed um friends with benefits I think it's really fun um no strings attached is okay it's just really badly written and very but uh, Natalie portman again she's an amazing part of the film so um uh it it was just just not very well done film it was just a bit like haphazard let's do this and that and let's make it fun yeah um but yeah so um but yeah I think she's she's great in those two films even if they're not very good films. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they both have they both start with funerals, which is bizarre. <sighs> you have to start a film with a funeral. You do? Yeah. Have you got any honorable mentions? <laughs> I've, got, I've got
1: a couple. First of all, I've got a film that's not very good, but she is doing her absolute goddamn best in it to try and make <laughs> it work and that needs to be recognized and that is Star Wars.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, true. But f- she's trying her best.
1: <laughs> the three Star Wars movies. She admirably tried to um, yeah give a good performance in um, when
0: she speaks like that in a monotone voice. <laughs> yeah, I was like God. Oh, Presumably no. because George
1: Lucas insisted that she did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, poor Natalie Portman, and uh, a film that is a masterpiece, but she's not really in it enough to have much of an opinion on but heat the michael mann movie with pacino and de niro okay. as competing policemen and robbers that are hunting each other um she natalie pullman plays our pacino's daughter in it and it's very good oh. but isn't in nice. isn't in it that much but you know nice. it's good to see her yeah any yeah. any recommendations that people should check out from your culture cut? Uh,
0: from this week, I definitely would recommend the two albums uh that I've spoken about and uh one of the uh, it's uh uh Pompeii by Kate Le Bon. Yeah. And painless by Niloufer Yanya. Sorry. Two great albums that need to be listened to.
1: I agree with that good. Uh, I'm going to recommend um, two tough watches for different reasons. Nitram, uh, which is one of the most arduous movies I've ever had to watch. Arduous? No, arduous probably not the right word. Just challenging. Difficult to mm. sit through, but should be seen by everyone. And um, Dashcam, which is uh, uh, just a great. F- I love it. I just love it so much. Um, yeah, so Nitram and Dashcam, people should check out. And that's our big return. That's episode 77. Yay! Yeah, top five yeah. Natalie Porn movies. Go and watch... Thor, Love and Thunder then yes. tell everyone about our podcast and review it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can review it and um, tell your friends about us and uh, that'd be great and we'll, we'll see you again in the future uh, we'd love to hear from you so you can find our contact information all our social media channels and email addresses are in the show notes for this and every episode along with a list of everything we've talked about in Culture Catch-Up and uh, the videos we watched in my tube um, if you'd like to go and look those up so I do go and read the show notes for all of that. And uh, let us know what you think of uh, anything. Yeah. yeah.
0: And remember, we're not doing it weekly. Yes. For the summer, we're going to go bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. No. Is it bi-weekly? Fortnightly. No. Fortnightly. Yeah,
1: but is fortnight a word outside uh, England? I don't think they say fortnight in America.
0: Oh. Once every two weeks. Once, one, what, epi- one, what, one every other week. One episode, one yes. Episode.
1: One episode, no. An episode, no. As you said earlier. <laughs> shut up nonsense
0: you're nonsense (laughs) one
1: week yes one week no yeah
0: Um, I think it's every other week I think it's clear now
1: (laughs) (laughs) so if you're listening to this on the 7th of July you can assume that the next episode will be out on the 21st 21st. of July yeah yeah and that will be a Stranger Things retrospective please yeah please come
0: I'm, I'm, uh, it's amazing because I've never enjoyed 80s style, but I think I'm going to go and get some, like, jean shorts. Don't and some...
1: do your hair like Eleven in season four, though.
0: No, I do want to make my hair like uh, Shave it.
1: No, that bowl cut thing, mullet thing, oh she's got to start. That's
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: it's weird. But
0: Will's hair in season four is incredible.
1: It, I mean... It...
0: George! Will. I no no, Mike's.
1: Oh Mike. Mike's I mean Mike's got a big bushy thing.
0: Mike's Will's hair hair is awful. four. Terrible. That's a bull cap. No, Mike's hair is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's so good. Lucas
1: has got pretty great uh 80s flat Lucas top in season got... four.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Yeah. Um and Dustin is just yeah. a breath of fresh air with his thinking cap.
0: Oh Dustin. Yeah. Love him.
1: Yeah, I love him as well. He's very
0: good. Yeah. Um. But yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's so. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It's a pl- It's been it's been wonderful to be back and speak yeah, to you again. Definitely. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.